0: In another episode of beyond the present podcast my name is daniel morgan and i'm joined here as always by Puchix from toronto canada hey the man. how's it going
1: life is awesome how are you
0: i am doing terrific and we have a new guest on board her name is jaya jaya that is Abi habib and she's now with us live so jaya please go right now introduce yourself
2: uh, hi, everyone. I, um, I'm currently a student that goes to the University of Guelph in Ontario, Canada. That's right. And I'm currently um, studying animal science uh, with a Bachelor of Agriculture.
0: Very nice. Animal science and, bat- you know, the Bachelors of Agriculture. So first of all, Jay, why did you choose this major and this field of study?
2: uh so i had a really big entrance in animals but i was always open to the agriculture part of things so like food production and um, farm animals and whatnot so i wanted to have a little bit mix of both
0: that's wonderful. And you are into food production. So are you a food lover like me? Because I just can't stop eating. Like, literally, I have to eat something every 45 minutes. Otherwise, I just feel like something's, you know, going out. So are you a food lover yourself? Do you eat a lot?
2: Yes. <laughs> I
0: hope you don't have a weight problem because I used to have a lot of weight problems in the past when I was eating, all like overeating, actually.
2: I'm actually one of these persons that could eat a lot and not get any anyway.
0: weight. Oh, I, I am so jealous of you right now. That's just, just like that's like the best gift ever. Like I remember once I talked to a friend of mine and I asked her, so if you had a superpower, and this was a lady, by the way, I asked her, if you if you wanted to have like a superpower, what kind of superpower do you want to have? And like, I, I was t- telling her like I would like to, I don't know, stop time and do these crazy things. And all she said was, I could just eat whatever I wanted and I would never get fat. Like that was uh, like her wish for having a superpower. And you already, Jaya, have this superpower. So pretty good in that regard. So uh, right now, let's get into our today's topic, which is quite relevant to your field of study, Jaya. And that is uh, basically food waste and how we waste food and other types of material. So right now, first of all, I want to actually start with Pujix yourself. Pujix, would you right now go ahead and tell our listeners more about this subject
1: Right. So I don't know any the statistics of the of the matter. I, I so the extent of my familiarity is like I, I always had this um, on my mind that uh, what, what I care about is okay. So food, if it goes to waste, there's so many people around the world who are aching for that food that sometimes I might throw out. So I should make a decision about it and you know uh, be more mindful of it. That, that was on a personal level. Then I later on realized this is actually more of a problem, which um, I'm sure Jaya has a lot of studies to show us and talk about, and I'm very interested to, to learn.
0: Fantastic. So, Jaya, what exactly is your definition of food waste? I mean, what is food waste exactly from your perspective?
2: So, essentially, um, I feel like there's two ways that people can waste food. And, like, we can waste food ourselves, but also, if you're not the one's buying at the grocery store, like in the grocery store, you'll have, you know, the good looking apple, and then you'll have an apple that has like maybe weird shapes and whatnot. You're going to be a consumer that picks up the good looking apple and the one that doesn't have, um, those nice features don't get sold. So at the end of the day, that either gets wasted or I don't exactly know what the policies are, but like in Canada, it gets wasted. I think in Europe, they they tend to try to save them and give them to food banks or charities for people who need them. Interesting. So, so food thing.
0: waste is what is left over that cannot be sold?
2: yeah so this is one part of it but it could also be like people who buy too much food and then end up buying like cooking too much and then that food ends up being wasted or um they don't essentially see everything that's in their fridge and they realize oh like two weeks later oh i had carrots and then they don't end up eating them that goes to the you know that gets composted or whatnot
0: Well, that's pretty cool because I don't think I've ever had the problem of uh, food waste because I just literally – Uh, Eat everything there is around me. Like if you look at my basically refrigerator, uh, it just gets emptied right right away, like after a few days. So fortunately, I don't have this problem. But let's be honest, this problem exists all around the world. And right now we're going to talk about uh, how serious this problem is and what are the uh, consequences about this matter. Because uh, in one of our episodes where we talked about the issue of global warming, it was mentioned there that like just meat itself is one of the biggest causes of global warming warming especially the one that is taken from cows and whatnot so now we're going to talk about how this will actually affect our lives you know and look at it from a you know bigger and, and wider perspective so first i'm going to go here to pujix pujix do you have any food wastage problem or you're like me like you almost clean everything
1: <laughs> i try to get so uh, in all fairness i in, in a sense that i eat uh a lot. I'm probably not like you based on what I heard right now. Uh, unfortunately <laughs> um, that's I, one of my
0: biggest problems, I know. That's right.
1: <laughs> I, I actually do like to eat and I do eat quite quite a bit. Like considering my size, I actually eat a lot. If you but um so but on the other hand uh every now and again it would happen that I end up um uh, as Jaya mentioned for example not noticing something I already had or stuff like that. Although I have become way more conscious of it in the past say four or five years. I I have this influence. uh, I have to thank my my father. He is one of those people who doesn't throw out food no matter what.
0: That's wonderful. (laughs) you got to eat all of it. Now go ahead and lick that plate. (laughs) That anyway. <laughs> That's right. Very good. <laughs> so,
1: so, yeah, I'm, I'm getting better at it. Uh, it's a progress. I'm not perfect yet, but I'm uh, more conscious of it. I, I like to be. Hopefully.
0: That's wonderful. Now, Jaya, yourself, you study agriculture, you're into this whole subject. Do you yourself have this problem? Do you have a lot of food waste?
2: Unfortunately, I'm guilty of this problem mainly because I live with three other girls. Oh my gosh. All...
0: <laughs> three other girls in the same apartment. No wonder. And I don't think that food waste is just uh, the only type of waste that is occurring in that apartment, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean...
2: We also, the thing about us is that we all get our separate things. So our fridge get really full and then, you know, you don't end up seeing what you have and then you see it later. Oh, you forget about it and then that gets wasted. Or um, you cook too much. So you like, you'll make like a big batch of pasta. You know, I always make that problem where I put a lot more pasta than I actually need. And then the next day you either don't want to eat it or I um, I don't know about you but like I get tired if I pay every so,
0: day. I think that's I think all of our problems. That's problem. right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So true. So true. It makes sense. And I just remember right now that I opened my refrigerator today, actually, and I realized that there was some, uh, basically, banana that I have not eaten in a long time. So here's just uh, one of just popping my head right now. What type of food, actually, is more likely to become a food waste in the long run? Like, uh, for example, if I have, let's say, some frozen meat, I mean, the chances of that becoming a food waste is a lot less than, let's say, banana, right? So, So, Pujix, if you're right now, let me go to Pujix here. So, Pujix, if you look at your refrigerator right now, I mean, what type of food material are more likely to be converted into waste?
1: That is a good question. I I suppose uh, fruits are easier to I think so, too. Uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, this is – I don't know. I'm just going by my fridges situation. Wow. uh, Yeah, because – they, they they either get dehydrated depending on what the, what the fruit is but or or for example with bananas they go black almost very quickly That's right. brown up that black <laughs> so so I I suppose yeah I think again oh. on, on the top of, at the top of my head I think uh, one of the things that seems to be going uh, to waste is fruits a lot more than anything else
0: interesting how about like uh, dairy products because sometimes this happened to me actually and uh, although once i should be honest like i I accidentally because i was on my way to basically my meeting and at that time was of course in moscow because i do not unfortunately have a housemaid in moscow to take care of everything in the kitchen so uh, i just accidentally left that uh basically refrigerator open and when i got back all my dairy were almost oh. spoiled. It was like one of those biggest disasters and I was like hungry and I wanted to like have some dairy. So that happens to me a lot. Let me move on here to basically uh, Jaya. What do you think uh, about the type of food that are more likely to become food waste?
2: Uh, Definitely fruits and vegetables because those are the ones that get, you know, like they go bad more, e- like easier than um, if you had... I don't know crackers or something open or because if you say if you like okay one thing is like never leave apples with bananas together because the bananas will go bad so much quicker than if you were to keep them separate
0: unfortunately Um, that's true I don't know why yeah because I love banana that's pretty weird
2: Um, it's actually like, yeah, it's actually because banana releases ethylene. Oh, oh, there's, um, there's a
0: reason for that. Oh my, I had no idea. I just assumed like it's my (laughs) luck. All right. So,
2: yeah, it's actually because bananas releases ethylene and then these two just don't go well together. Um, but yeah, definitely fruits and vegetables, um, for sure. Because yeah, if you were to buy, the thing about vegetables is that if you buy, Too much, then you know you'd end up using the whole thing. Because for me, I go grocery shoppings weekly, and then I'll buy as much as I need for the week. And I feel like also cooking with others, um, it helps out because, you know, some people can use your things and whatnot, and then it doesn't end up going to waste if you end up Interesting.
0: That is so true. So now in the uh, Beyond the Present podcast, we're very concerned about the future, and futurism is one of our basically foundation here in this podcast. So let me move on to Pujix here and ask him about what he thinks regarding the impact of food waste on our future as a species basically and is this a serious problem because in this uh, you know podcast we've talked about a lot of different uh basically threats to humanity including asteroids and i don't know uh, bi- uh weird uh, esoteric super bugs and many other uh, basically hazards so pujiks do you think food waste is going to be a serious problem in the future
1: well uh, that's a good question and i don't know if i'm that much read into the whole topic to be able to to tell definitively but i mean of the top problems that we have probably food base is not one of the top three or whatever but um it still is a problem it doesn't mean that we shouldn't address it and we shouldn't talk about it and uh, simply producing any kind of food it requires energy resources and we are in a planet that is growing in population and there's going to be ever more scarcity of resources i'm not preaching any doomsday scenario but it's just like it's just a simple math you have a finite amount of resource obviously we're getting better at optimizing um and using those resources to better end well this is part of it we need to be able to make sure that we're not wasting the thing that we already produced uh how it works and if it, it's, it's like on a personal level and on a, on a national or, or universal level like Jaya was talking about these uh, weird shaping food, which are perfectly healthy and normal. We just don't buy them. And then um, some groceries, so apparently, I mean, the, the, you can clarify on this, but then apparently Canada just throws them out wow. like a grocery store to catch Canada. Yeah. Well, th- well, that's a problem to me. Like, right? you can if, if if consumers are not, first of all, you, you, we can educate consumers, I suppose, to make them understand that there's, there's nothing wrong with these uh, uh, fruits or vegetables. But on the other hand, I understand that if you're, they for example, bringing them to put in front of their guests, I suppose it's better, the better looking one or better. But on the, on the other hand, you see a lot of people who are, um, aching for that little bit of food, whatever that may be, uh, on the streets of Toronto, say, not, not on a third world country. I'm not talking about that. That's right. So we, we can actually optimize that way.
0: You know, you said something about the consumer behavior in Toronto, Canada. But here's a question I'm gonna ask you right now, because I literally had a discussion with, with a friend of mine uh who also happens to live in Toronto, Canada, and she said, like, I literally went to the grocery store and I just like ordered a lemon and like an apple or a few other, you know, fruits and vegetables, like literally by the numbers, and uh it, it costed her like, I don't know, probably seventy, eighty dollars or something. So what, I'm, what, what my uh, question here is, I mean, with these prices and high taxes, how can we, like, have so much food waste? Because isn't that, like, a financially somehow uh, not – it doesn't make any financial sense from my perspective actually go out there and buy all these fruits and vegetables when we know this actually go to waste.
1: Yeah, well, on a personal financial, it could be a problem if you're on a low-income family, maybe a lower middle class, I suppose. But if you're a middle, middle class and, and more than average uh, income, no, it wouldn't be a financial burden for you. It's not that bad, but it um, depends on where you compare it with. But then, uh, yeah, it's more expensive in many, uh, than many areas. But um, it, I don't know how well off those people are, but statistics shows us that this happens. They actually Interesting.
0: Do. Good point. Yeah. That's right. Let me move on now to Jaya here and ask her about what she thinks uh, regarding this matter. So, Jaya, do you think that this issue of food waste could be a serious threat in the future?
2: Um... I definitely think that this is not our number one problem for sure. But I do think that, you know, a lot of people in the world go hungry. And one of the reasons, one of the main reasons, because we waste so much food and then, um, you know, and the, the idea of having these ugly fruits and vegetables could potentially help food waste is because basically what these fruits and vegetables are is that they're grown online right but some some farmers don't end up picking them up since they don't um they don't fit in like canada's or other countries regulations so they don't even make up they don't make it to the store wow. so a lot of people are not aware of that right but they've tried to come with uh, this label called Naturally Imperfect and what they do is that they sell them in big package so you'll either get a larger quantity for the same price or you will get like maybe I think a couple of, like months ago, I bought a huge package of peppers. I think there was about ten of them, and they're like a little bit smaller and a little bit weirdly shaped, but they were perfectly fine. And I think I got them for like two dollars now. And if you were to get regular big peppers, nicely, perfectly shaped, you can pay maybe up to like five, six dollars for them. It you go up to like seven dollars. So the the thing is, um. If we're talking about um, people, you know, who like low income families, that would be perfect for them because, yeah, you know, it's perfectly safe, it's cheap, why not use them, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. And so, you mentioned something about imperfect, basically, uh, fruits and vegetables and other type of food. So do you recommend, because uh, that's one of my actual questions here, like, do you recommend using imperfect f- uh, fruits and vegetables and other types of food material? I mean, is that a, a good solution from your perspective? Because then it, that, in that case, it will not be wasted by, let's say, the, uh, the farmers or whatever, and this will reduce food waste? Absolutely,
2: because if we were to use these fruits and vegetables that don't get sold or don't even get picked up, um, if we were to bring them to market, because I know not a lot of every store has it, but if we were, we would have essentially more fruits and vegetables available, so we wouldn't have to produce as much.
0: Interesting. But how about like the shape and the looks? I mean, let's be honest, part of uh, yeah. uh, having, you know, this uh, amazing taste in the food is like having that nice view, right? I mean, it's part of the culinary arts. So for you, you I mean, don't you yourself like mind getting this, I don't know, somehow deformed uh, pepper or something else? I mean, isn't that a problem for you personally?
2: Honestly, for me, I wouldn't care simply because say if you were making a pie and you get a weirdly shaped apple, you're going to cut it up anyways, you're going to blend it into your pie. So what's the point, right? It's the exact same thing it's it's perfectly edible and it probably tastes the same
0: well, here's my question um, are you sure that the, the nutritional value of let's say an, an oddly shaped apple or orange or whatever do you don't you think that there might be actually some problem with it in terms of the nutritional value maybe some bacteria something something weird about it i mean don't you think that perhaps it might not actually be that healthy
2: I think the only reason that, um, they don't fit within regulations is just because of their looks and maybe color and shape. Because people have an idea of how it looks like. They go to the grocery stores and consumers are like, okay, this is what a perfectly good pepper looks like. But they don't look at the other ones. They don't think they want because they don't know, right? If you, if we were to tell them that this is perfectly fine, um and then i wouldn't see a problem with it i don't think that there's any um bad nutrition values or whatever within these fruits and vegetables they are perfectly fine to eat and they're a lot cheaper so why not buy them
0: interesting let me move on to pujas here so pujas what do you think about uh you know incorporating this strategy of actually buying imperfect fruits vegetables and other types of food material? do you think that's okay uh, with you personally
1: yeah I mean I personally don't have a problem specifically uh, when for example I was going to go with that example too but uh, say you want to make jam or a pie so bakeries or or what so these people can actually uh, be able to buy these uh, uh fruits and vegetables much cheaper uh and then their end product would be much cheaper so they have a, a better or either they can sell their product cheaper or they can make more profit out of it. So even if you look at it from the merely financial aspect, economical aspect, it still makes a lot of sense to incorporate these, uh, given that they are not uh, nutritionally any their deficiency to them. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, when you're eating an apple pie, you're not seeing any apple, whether that you don't see their shape or color or whatever. We, all you care about is the taste and.
0: Well, here's my question to you personally, which is how often do you bake, I don't know, apple pies or make jams? Oh, no, no. no. I was
1: not talking about a personal choice. This is for, so, so you have because, bakeries. Because that let's be honest. Cookies.
0: You're, you're an, you know, you're an example here. I think you live alone, right? So you have to cook your own meal. And we talked a lot about this when one of our Let's Talk editions about cooking and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you yourself, like, do you feel comfortable going to a store? And at, like, because guys, let's be honest, there's a social elements to it, right? So you, like, you go to that right. store and you see like these other, for example, uh, uh, consumers and, uh, customers are just choosing, yeah. I don't know, let's say cool looking apples and I don't know, peppers yeah. or whatever. And then you're in the corner somewhere picking all the, you know, all the waste and all the, the you know, imperfect f- uh, fruits and vegetables. I mean, do you find that personally easy to do and appealing?
1: Oh, yeah. So, so that again, I have to differentiate here. So that's so if I have a guest over, I would want the perfect shaping fruit. That's that's for sure. I'm not going to argue there. So what I meant is that and I'm not a baker. I'm not going to bake apple pies. But there are bakeries who are making tens of thousands or not literally, but hundreds of apple pies a day. And it doesn't matter for them. What type of apple, for example, you're picking up? Well, of course,
0: but what percent of the population? I mean, what, uh, I don't know about like Toronto or Canada, how many like bakeries do you have in Toronto? I mean, like, we're talking Um, about like mass uh, consumption here, right? So, uh, and that's, of course, for one thing.
1: Yeah, it might not be a big number, but right now we're looking at zero. Anything is better than zero.
0: Of course. But the other issue that you haven't yet addressed is about, you know, the social pressure. I mean, like forget about like having friends over, let's say you actually do want to make your apple pie or whatever it is. Uh, Don't you personally mind like – I mean in terms of like how it affects your self-image or whatever, like going to a store and like ordering uh, the weirdest looking, for example, apples or I don't know, whatever there is there. I mean doesn't that – I mean because we talk about like marketing here and we talk about like business and it does have I think a level of impact here that maybe perhaps some people are too shy to do it
1: right yeah no i mean i i don't know on a personal level because i i don't bake apple pies so i don't have experience but if i really know it shouldn't matter to me if i know that uh, there's no deficiency nutritionally and i want to bake an apple pie it shouldn't matter mm-hmm. it might uh, that's you You have a good point there is a there's a so, uh, social pressure of course and all that but again it is true if you're if you're picking it for it and if it's cheaper like If I'm buying that apple, so if I can buy it, make it, so let's say I'm baking an apple pie and I know there's nothing wrong with that food and I know I can buy that apple cheaper significantly, then yeah, I I would like to buy that. Um, And I I should hope so that other people would, would like to buy it too.
0: Fantastic. So, uh, as we have repeatedly mentioned uh, in our programs and the Beyond the Present podcast, we like to focus on solutions much more than we focus on the problem. So now, let's dive deep into the, you know the various solutions we can find to address the issue of food waste. So, uh, Jaya, this is your field of expertise. Uh, what are the other solutions that you propose in order for us to be able to uh, somehow deal with this problem effectively?
2: Um. Well, based on my paper that I wrote, like, last semester, basically, honestly, it depends within the person, right? Because I know a lot of apartments don't actually have compost facilities, and um, so these people don't end up composting, so that doesn't really help our issue, and then, um, you know, it just goes, end up going in the garbage and whatnot, so... If there was more compost, then that could help um, the environment, for sure. Uh, I just really like the idea of like um, those ugly fruits and vegetables because it would produce, you know, you would have more uh, fruits and vegetables available to consumers for a better price, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, and we wouldn't have to produce them because they're already being produced within all the other ones right so that was one thing um if we're talking about you know um undeveloped countries they personally don't have the resources that we have uh to reduce food waste so that like, they are always um you know, they, they go hungry easier because they don't have the resources that we have. Let me
0: ask you know, to stop you. Hold on a second. Line. What do you mean by resources? What are these resources that are required to maintain this? Like, are you talking about like natural resources, technology, What, or maybe like perhaps the legal system? What are those resources exactly?
2: Technology is one thing for sure, but, you know, there's different kind of soil on earth. So if we were to produce these kind of fruits and vegetables or anything like just produces of food anywhere like in undeveloped countries that have very dry soil, it's very hard for them to maintain it. and very hard. Or, you know, if we're talking about Canada itself, just as an example, Northern Canada their um their food is very expensive there and they spend a lot more money on groceries because say a, a juice is going to be like $11 instead of 5 wow like yeah. So this this happens because they don't have um they personally import their foods to be able to have it there. They can't really grow anything there because their soil is not um main it's not made to be, you know, they don't have you know we have a lot of land on earth, but not all of it can be grown. We can't make we can't produce food with all the land we have on earth. Wow. And one of the reasons for that is because most of the land on Earth is being used as pasture land, and pasture land is um the land that we use to produce meat, for example, so with like cows and like sheep and whatnot that's right that land is specific for that reason, and for you know we can't produce crops on the same land so that that is one big thing in the land that we have on earth.
0: And one one more question I just popped in my head right now uh cuz we uh, in one of our episodes we talked about uh vegetarianism versus like just eating meat. So, do you think like uh adopting a new uh basically uh lifestyle and let's say becoming a vegetarian or vegan do such uh decisions actually affect the amount of food waste that we have or that has nothing to do with the amount of meat or vegetables that we consume?
2: Uh Well, I know as our population is growing, that there's going to be more demand for meat, 100%. But the thing is, are we going to be able to produce all that meat for everyone? Um, The answer is maybe not. And um, does it affect food waste? I'm not entirely sure about that, but what I could tell you is that there's like alternatives that have came up Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure that consumers are willing to try them. Um, But one of the alternatives is that they're trying to make crickets. Wow. (laughs) Like crickets cracker. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like they're moving on from, you know, beef and what takes a lot of time, a lot of maintenance to potentially insects. Right. Wow. And, yeah so i think there's one farm in ontario that does that they're pretty successful right now and um they're selling their products in grocery stores so honestly it depends on the consumer itself are they willing to buy it it, i don't know I would
0: you buy it yourself jaya would you buy it yourself no. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh i would rather be a
1: vegetarian <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i've
2: seen a video actually i've seen a video where some girl is you know chinese crickets out and she's saying that they taste like crackers so oh my we never know right we never know the what chinese
0: influence now, that's pretty cool <laughs> I'm pretty sure right now, yeah, like, no. look look at Chinese people. China right now doesn't do that. I, you see, in America, we have everything. In China, they eat crackers. I mean, this is just a yeah. reality of the issue, man. But overall, I mean, I appreciate their effort, but generally, I would personally pass. I mean, I'm not going to try that at all.
2: Yeah, no, uh, 100%. I think me neither. Um, but the thing about it is that uh, what we don't know... Like, what consumers don't know that live in North America is that a lot of people are actually already eating insects, and it's part of their daily life.
0: Excuse me? What do you mean, Jaya? I I have never eaten any insect in my entire life. At least I hope not.
2: I'm talking about like countries in Asia, you know, they already imply that. In their but you mentioned
0: life. in North America, like like these are like Asian immigrants who are living in North America or like it's like there's like oh, no, 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 insect no, food conspiracy in that they're putting it inside of our pies or like hamburgers.
2: <laughs> I think they're trying to find alternatives to that. Like oh another my. alternative would be um, like lab-grown meat.
0: You got to be kidding me. New entries for <laughs> uh, basically uh, McDonald's and oh, KFC yeah. in the I'm, future. I don't
2: oh, know, I'm, I'm all for lab-grown it. meat.
1: The, the lab-grown meats are amazing. Like, uh, Excuse me, meat.
0: would you please right now, could you just tell me what is exactly lab-grown meat and what's the difference between like a typical natural meat?
1: Oh, so so. The, the, first of all, I have to say this is not yet uh, scaled to economics. Like it, it's not econ- economically viable yet, but it's on the trajectory. Yeah. So what you do is basically you bring in this, uh, the cells from, say, the cow, the, the the muscle that you want. So for example, you want wings from the chicken. You bring the cells, you culture them, you grow them, and then you. you so you will grow the uh, the the that part of the meat without even having the the animal. Um, so, 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 th- oh, so the th- this seems
0: an animal, really, really unhealthy and scary. I don't know. I'm, I'm not an expert, but this seems like fucking cancer, man. Like they no, literally, it's <laughs> like cancer meat. Like we have caused cancer <laughs> on one cell and here's the meat. Th- eat all the tumor. <laughs>
2: so,
1: yeah. So if I, if I, um, if, if, if it's, if anything, it's actually more healthy because to me, it sounds like this. There is, first of all, you have that chicken. You can think of it as a factory that's producing that portion of the meat. That's and right. it's extremely inefficient, and there's an animal going through all the misery, if you care about those kind of stuff. so But now you come and bring the same process that the body of the uh, that chicken makes to produce that wing. But you do it very focused and on a certain level, so that's just the meat that you're producing. So you're way more efficient. It's the same meat, the same cell, cells that are turning into that bunch of combination of cells. And at the same time, it seems like this. I understand your your reserve. I had those reserves, but when I read into this, now think about cows. Right now, you what people usually say when they say, "Okay, um, yeah, I I'd rather eat cow than those lab grown food." Um, it's basically like this: like you rather have that meat that is that, that an animal is going through pain slaughter there's blood involved everywhere that's better than a clean meat with the same procedure that is just focused on producing that portion of the meat that you want to eventually eat uh ultimately uh, there's no at least to the extent uh, and scientifically to the extent that we know there's no problem with that uh it's just uh about bringing it to the scale of it make it economical um which find, wow. you you help you can you can be a vegetarian so in that sense you can you can be, a carnivore, you can eat meat and not have any or relatively little impact to the climate as well.
0: So. Wow. So one question, have you eaten uh, basically lap meat, uh, meat yourself, Pujiks?
1: No, no, no. No, They're extremely expensive at this point. So for a meatball, you have to pay thousands of dollars. Oh my goodness.
0: (laughs) Wow. I prefer to stick with typical McDonald's much easier. I remember when the government got shut down, Trump invited a lot of people to have McDonald's. It was pretty good. But for now, do you think this might actually be used? Because in one of our, if you remember, episodes in the past, we talked about living in Mars and traveling to other countries and whatever. Do you think we would actually use this technology in the future to create meat, let's say, in other planets?
1: Yeah, I think that would be very possible. All you need is a 3D printer culture of those cells. And, Excuse and me, 3D
0: things. printer? You're going to print meat? I had no <laughs> idea there was a printer involved.
1: So, <laughs> there are different ways, actually, you can make them. Some of them involve 3D printing, some of them don't.
0: you got to be are, kidding me, man. Come on, I'm, I'm going to stick with normal stuff, man. You're scaring, and you're saying that that costs a shitload of money. you got to print well, that meat. Actually
1: not that stuff, so, Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. So, uh, Jaya, let me move on to you right now. Have you heard anything about these lab-made food that might actually reduce food wastage? Or perhaps, uh, have you heard anything about, like, food engineering that, uh, I don't know, some sort of apple that lasts for years and doesn't have to be, like, in, I don't know, in a refrigerator? Like, what do you think about food engineering when it comes to prevent uh, the prevention of food waste?
2: Okay, so in regards to lab-grown meat, I, I think I wrote a discussion about it. Um, I don't remember much about it, but all I know is that, like Puya said, it's perfectly healthy. Um, and, like, it does benefit the animal. If you do care about, um, you know, animal welfare in terms of, you know, slaughtering. Like, people, I think a lot of people, the reasons that they go towards to being vegetarians because... They, you know, they don't like the fact how animals treat it or, you know, but um, for sure that, yeah, it's perfectly healthy. I think the only problem with it is that it's tasteless. And I think that's what people are saying is that, excuse
0: you know, me, it, the <laughs> only problem, are you trying to, they're saying the only problem is it is tasteless. I, so yeah, what's the I, point I, of I, eating that if that's the only problem?
2: I mean, you could always add spices. Oh know.
0: my goodness. The it. only, What's like, the problem? only, how about like nutrition?s Like, the only problem, it has no taste and no nutrition.
2: Uh, I'm not too sure about the nutrition. Like, facts.
0: proteins, don't for know. example. I'm like, like, who just doesn't have any nutrition?
1: In terms of nutrition, it's all fine. All good. You're fine. And, uh, and with, the, with respect to, to taste, uh, what they mean is that that gross taste that you don't want in the meat. Uh, yeah. Like so. So if you if you if I give you a raw meat with absolutely no spice, like a cow meat, you're not going to eat that. Trust me, you're you're never going to eat that. So so that is a taste that is less dominant. And again, I'm not too educated on this, but um, uh, we actually don't know what is causing. Cause, again, I'm not up to date on the literature. Maybe we do, but at least to the extent of my knowledge, I, I don't think we know that what is. Uh, causing those those tastes. Maybe it's some of the hormones in, in the body of the, the animal that is not being tra- translated in this process. But
0: it's wonderful, they're... man. I love the taste of this, you know, the steak that I eat every, let's say, weekend. I mean, from yeah, my perspective, if you take that out, it's like, here's your steak. It has no taste. No, that, it costs $10,000 per gram and probably no nutrition. And maybe it can kill you because of cancer. I mean, dude, come on. Seriously.
1: No, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, well, no. So, on on the the health side i'm pretty sure there's no downside to the extent of our knowledge so far okay um, on the taste side I, I still understand that some people might want that traditional taste and that's fine but down the roads when you get used to the new one i don't think anybody would want to go to the other one like with newer generations coming yeah. on and just being exposed to that kind of meat they're not going to have any problems with, with that wow. I, I don't i don't want assume it's just that's a wonderful developed taste, but
0: fantastic yeah. so I,
1: go yeah, ahead jian and when i said so so when i said 3d printing i mean that's that's a different method but you can also 3d print uh, meats uh, well at least theoretically that's possible in the future
0: you're just giving me right now Pujix. literally cuz <laughs> the last time i heard about 3d printing is when my friend wa- wanted to just print a freaking gun literally a gun that's a different story man but meat Please give me a break. All right, Jai, you want to say something? I understand. You,
2: I think it all depends on you know people themselves, right? Are they willing to Are they willing to actually have this lab-grown meat, right? Because if they're not able, if they're not able to get consumers to buy it, then it will never be an actual thing. It will just be like an experiment or whatnot. But yeah, then again, I think like. Like Puya said, um, it doesn't have the actual taste that meat has. Uh, but in terms of animal welfare, it is definitely healthier. And, you know, animals don't have to go for anything. It's very easy to make. It's a lot quicker, I think. And um, it's a lot less maintenance. So that's one thing for sure.
0: That's wonderful. Fantastic. So we're running out of time here. Uh, Pooja, is there any question you want to ask?
2: oh no no that's okay.
0: right since Thank we're running out of time here now that we've talked about this issue and i was introduced to a lot of interesting concepts including lab made meat oh my goodness what's going to be our future as a species so with that being I'm said so now, let's try that to lab meat. <laughs> that's right let's try to wrap up our show and reach a conclusion so first you poochics after all of our today's discussion regarding the the concept of food waste what is now your final comment
1: it, it doesn't mean that you have to go to zero waste of food. Uh, I haven't, and I don't think it's uh, it's necessarily feasible. But it means that you can reduce it as much as you can. You can be more, you know, more more conscious of it. And you can basically, uh, you know, uh, optimize on your on your food consumption if you can make food with a bunch of people and share. That's amazing. Let's do that. Um, a lot of different methods. Obviously, people can be creative about what method they can use. But then ultimately, the amounts of Food, whether it's cooked, whether it's vegetable, whether it's gone bad, whatever thats is, you're, you're not consuming and throwing away. That's a problem, obviously. And there's a lot of people out there in the world, uh, in any sing- single country in the world. You can find at least a handful of them, probably a lot more, that are going hungry every night, and that, that, that can save them. Uh, obviously, we need to mobilize that. That's a more uh, public measure like a government-level measure, um, which, which can be addressed uh, on a public uh, forum. But ultimately, anybody can do their own fresh air, as little as it seems, um, and hope, hope for the best of our little planet.
0: Wow. Yeah. Very well said. And let's move on now, Jaya. So, Jaya, what is your final thought after all of our discussions regarding this issue?
2: Yeah, I agree with what Puya said. So basically, you know, if you were to do it yourself, yeah, it's very small. But if everyone around you, like, try to save as much food as possible, try to eat it all, or try to be more conscious when they go grocery shopping, they think, okay, I only need this much, you know, I don't want anything else to go bad, Um, If it will eventually add up and then that little thing becomes bigger and then you know um it will help it will help in the long run. So just little things that you could do every day, just like composting um or like, you know, try to buy what as much as you need, be more conscious about it, cook together. So I think that these things will really help in the long
0: run for sure. Wow, that's wonderful. And thanks to both of you for your great ideas. Of course, there were a lot of uh, shocking moments that I experienced (laughs) today, basically, from a variety of things, including that lab. Oh, my gosh. At least no. Come on. (laughs) Give me some taste. I mean, at least add strawberry to make it look cool. I don't know, really. We'll
1: figure out what makes that taste <laughs> and I'll give it to you. That's right. Okay. Very well.
0: Fantastic. And that's all the time we have for to all of our listeners out there. I want to thank you so much for your support as well as all of the ideas you can actually uh, share with us regarding on how we can improve the quality of our future programs. Thank you very much. This was uh, Beyond the Present Podcast and my name is Daniel Maldon. Thank you very much.